Hey everybody, this is your Dungeon Master Cameron here with Sword Coast Coast to Coast, episode 9? Probably episode 9. This is the very first episode of two that are going to be dedicated to some special downtime episodes. So basically there's a week in between last adventure and the one that's about to come up. And because the end of last episode was a little bit truncated, like I said, I we decided to do some special single sessions um, where it's just one-on-one -on -one between me and the players. And I think they're actually really, really interesting and really cool to listen to. So the first two are going to be Weg, played by Jordan, and Silverleaf, played by Michael. They're they're cool. Uh, they're very different. All four of these are very, very different. And I'm um, doing a little bit of new audio editing in here, so hope you find that interesting. Uh, give me some feedback one way or the other if you like it. So check these out. These are awesome. These are like very, very plot critical, I think. They, they really matter as far as the adventuring that comes after, so I hope you enjoy them. Uh, we really enjoy doing them. Thanks for listening. You know, what do you think, I have some ideas, but what do you think um, Weg would want to do in the town of Easting after your kind of last event at the Tower of well, Obalon? Weg didn't get a chance to, to like, learn Easting before mm -hmm. everything happened, since he was at the Enclave, or um, the the Temple of, of Gerbil. Mm-hmm, Gerbil. Gerbil, uh, thank you. Uh... So I think probably after, like, you know, taking a long rest and eating something, probably Weg would just, like, take a walk around the city and see what see what was happening, see what kind of place it was. Okay. So it's not really a city. I think city's probably charitable. Okay. Um, it's more of a town. It's a dwarven trading town. I can give you, I can give you a little refresher because uh, Weg was not here when I read this the last time. Okay. Um, it's, uh, so this is what I read during the last session. This is good info for everyone listening to. Um, it's about two dozen squat buildings that are built into the hillside near what appears to be a disused mine. Hundreds of years ago, this was a dwarven trading post, but the closing of the mine and the changing demographics of this part of Faerun turned this into basically an evening rest stop at a fork in the road on the trader's road between Eversalt to the east and Suzale and Arabelle to the north. And those are all kind of like big capital cities for their um, uh, respective countries. Okay. Um, it's dawn now. Oh, well, it's not dawn now. I mean, I guess it is dawn now for you, but that was, <laughs> that's the, uh, additional information from the, uh, cause I'm just reading off of the, the thing. thing I read for the session. So, so that's, that's it. There's, there's about two dozen, um, things. There are a lot of farms that are outside of town. Okay. Um, and there's a forest to the South, which is what everyone went through, um, in their journey toward the tower. Right. Okay. Uh, so this is kind of like a like a Bucky's or like a Love's sort of like one of those enormous truck stops that is like two football fields and then like 400 uh, trailer trucks that are just hanging out with people sleeping in them. Well, I would say that's probably what the the tavern, I, for, I actually forget the name of the, oh, the name of the tavern is the Old Ole. The Old Ole. The old Ole, um, operated and owned by Chester and Charlie Backhand, who were okay. some dwarves. And um, the I, I would say that's what it is, right? So this okay. is somewhere that that can house for a night fifty people. You know, there's enough rooms for fifty people, and there's a big stable attached to it. And uh, everyone has like super cool tricked out horses. You know, they got <laughs> they have big colorful manes and and uh, you know wagons that have uh, spikes sticking out of the um, our type uh, stickers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, so that's kind of that part of the town, and I would say that that, that trading posty kind of part of it, or not trading post, but um, like rest stop kind of feel to it. Yeah, that's going to be that little section of the town. Um, and basically there's a river that's running east-west, and then there's the road, and then there's the town uh, kind of to the north of it. Um, and so the the old ole is going to be right there on the road. It's visible from the river, from people going up and down and trading. Mm -hmm. um, and all the other houses are kind of in between that and and kind of a big hill 
and they're kind of built into the hill a little bit. Um, you can see, because um, it's dawn, you can see people like fetching water. You can see people, um, you know, you can see chickens running around. You can see an occasional pig that's loose mm-hmm. doing, doing stuff like that. You know, there's a town well, um, but nothing hyper complicated. Okay. Is there is there something in particular you're you're interested in here in the town? Um, I think so. This is like I get the impression that like not that many people actually live here. Like other than the farmers, this is like a way station, like you said. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there, there's probably you know fewer than somewhere between thirty and fifty people, depending on the time of year, who actually live in the town. Is there any kind of uh, religious establishment here? There's not. Um, there are people who uh, kind of go back and forth, you know, who who travel between the major cities, um, mm-hmm. and you know, go to Iriabor and the original city you came from, Burdusk, um, to the west. And then, um, uh, like I said, the city to the east, whose name that I've forgotten just <laughs> now, uh, Eversalt. Um, so there's people who kind of, you know, traveling religious people of various faiths, but no one's set up a temple here. Okay. No one has set up uh, any kind of like religious establishment like that. Okay. Um, well, then in that case, I think Wegg is going to walk down to the river and see what's shaking down there. Um, okay. Probably dip his feet in. Okay. You know, get his feet a little wet if there's not, you know, something going on. Okay. So, um, so Weg, you, you make your way down to the river. Um, it's loud and kind of noisy the closer you get to it. Not because there's anything bad happening, but just because... You know, there are ships that are coming in, or not ships, but they're like river barges. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, The party took a river barge from Burdusk to get here. Um, And so there's river barges that are arriving. There are river barges that are leaving. You know, kind of dawn's a good time for all of that. It's now visible. Um, You know, there's good visibility to leave. The kind of fog, you can see a, a mist that is lightly over the um, over the river because, you know, it's spring and the morning's still a little bit chilly sometimes. That sounds um, delightful. You, it, it is delightful. Um, there's a lot of mud, though. Oh, you know, yeah. It's, it's kind of hard to get, you know, because it rains quite a bit still. Uh, you know, every day it's going to be sprinkling at some point. And, um, and, and yeah, so you, so you make your way down and, and you um, kind of see a little inlet um, and you see some rocks. You can kind of see it through some dense un- underbrush beside the uh, beside the forest, or not the forest, but the river, and you walk your way through it, and um, you see a big rock, and you see a fisherman. You see a little halfling fisherman. Hmm. Uh, what can I tell about this halfling fisherman? Uh, he looks him. like an, an older uh, gentleman. He has a straw hat, like a big wide brim straw hat. Yeah. He um, has got like a like a little tackle box with him, but you know he's this, this doesn't look like a sport fisher to you, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's like someone who is just fishing because it's fishing. And um, and yeah, that's what he's doing. He's got his back to you. He doesn't seem particularly concerned. It doesn't seem like he hears you. Okay. Uh. In that case, I think I think Wegg is is there anywhere like in this rocky enclave that Wegg could like sit on a big rock and just yeah kinda wait yeah it, yeah this is wet. kind of yeah absolutely this is like um, you know kind of imagine like tide pools or something like right. that okay um, you know different type of rock is a different part of the country but same idea right so there will yeah. be a little bit of running water and then there'll be like a bunch of rocks that are kind of all piled up and then sure. some, some more running water and then if the water level goes up it'll flood and that kind of thing so yeah there's there's all kinds of there's probably like 50 yards of kind of broken rock here mm-hmm. um, that you could you could sit down on okay well uh Wegg's gonna take a sit and uh put his his bare feet his enormous bare feet into the water mm-hmm. uh and not like he's not trying to actively ignore the halfling i don't think but he's also not going out of his way to like make eye contact and and disturb that guy's morning okay um 
so yeah, so so why you sit down and you do that, and about ten minutes, you just kind of sitting there. Maybe you're putting your your hand in the water occasionally. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe looking at rocks or stones or something like that. Yeah, Wag just likes being outside. Okay. Um, about uh, uh, yeah, about ten minutes of that, and the uh, the Heflin says uh, he doesn't. He also doesn't turn to you. I'm, I'm imagining you. This is kind of the scene. I'm imagining it's you sitting there, mm-hmm. and you've kind of got like your back. Your your right shoulder is kind of parallel to this this fisherman, and his left shoulder is kind of like a little bit turned away from you. So you're mm-hmm. not really facing each other. Maybe there's fifty yards in between you. And uh, he kind of looks over his shoulder a little bit, and he says, well, if you're going to make me smell you, you might as well talk to me. <laughs> um, uh, Wake says, uh, apologies, friend. Uh, it is, I am but a traveling gravedigger, and it is uh, a long road. A tra- <laughs> Uh, yeah, he looks very confused by that. He says, a traveling grave digger. How, how much, you know, he's a little bit uh, flabbergasted and mm-hmm. flummoxed. And, and he, you know, he's still still reeling his line in or whatever. Pulling his line in, I guess. I don't know if they have a... I don't know if there's a a, a rod and a reel in, in the Forgotten Realms. I don't, I don't... I need to do some fishing research, but... Have gears um, been invented? Yeah, gears have been invented, but I, don't, I wonder about small little gears, like mm. itty-bitty gears. Mm. I don't... Well, I'll, I'll Google They'd it. They'd have I'll to be like hand cut. Yeah. Right? Like maybe maybe a, a a fishing rod with a reel is like an enormous luxury. <laughs> and the and uh, the uh, reel is like a foot wide. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it goes gong, 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 gong. Anyway. They're all he, plus two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You well, you really you just whip it around. It becomes a mace. Yeah. <laughs> um, he. Uh, he says, "Well, do you do you, you find a lot of business being a traveling grave digger?" He says, "We just we just get three or four guys together with with some shovels." Uh, Wag says, "Well, uh, unfortunately, one of the commonalities of life across this land is the presence of death, and uh, you would be surprised how little walking is necessary to." find someone who is in need of my services he kind of he kind of furrows his brow a little bit you know this that's that's some that sounds like you're gonna murder him (laughs) that's what that sounds like to to him that sounds like you're preparing to kill this man (laughs) and he kind of he kind of looks around a little bit to see and you know he can see the road from where you're at and he's Mm -hmm. like well you know you can see that the gears kind of turning in his head and he's like well if i get killed i wonder i bet someone will hear me (laughs) um and he says well have you have you, have you uh, buried anybody recently? We don't have a lot of death here. We got a little bit of disappearances, but we don't have a lot of death. Ah, uh, well, I uh, uh, unfortunately, uh, in who was who was uh, it wasn't like the mayor or somebody that sent us out on the tower stuff, right? It was no, the tower stuff was uh, uh, Paige. Um, oh, right, like on her last name, Stormhand, Paige Stormhand, um, and who. Uh, asked you to go. There were six people who had disappeared. Mm-hmm. There was her wife Gina, and then the local ranger named Jeff Steed Handler, and then the four members of the Fork family. Oh, that, right, that's, the gnome family. Yeah, and so that's who you were sent off to uh, to find. Right. Um, how would Weg know how public knowledge all that was? Um, Obviously, this I, guy knows about. Uh, the disappearances but yeah yeah the disappearances were like a, a like a town problem okay. so he knows about that but um if you just came back and maybe i mean there's no mayor or anything like that for right. for this town um and so if you came back and reported it you know i don't know you tell me you tell me what you think he knows um i i doubt that you know if it's if this is right after well, news does spread real quick in a small town. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, bad gas travels fast in a small yeah. town. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I figure this guy knows. Um, okay. So Wegg says, uh, unfortunately, yes. Uh, as I'm sure you know, uh, that poor gnomish family that went missing some time ago was uh, recently. Their remains were discovered, and as part of my duties, I gave them a proper gnomish burial. Mm. 
he says, well, uh, you know, I know about a proper halfling burial, and praise be a raglan. <laughs> but uh, what, what's a gnomish burial? You know, you can tell he's a little bit intrigued about these, this, these dead people, right. as, as people are. Right. Um, so do I need to make a check to know that, or? No, you, t- you tell me. Oh, I but, mean, because uh, here, here's the thing. Wegg did it, right? Yeah. Like, he did bury the family. So he thinks that what he ever, whatever he did <laughs> is a the proper, proper gnomish burial. Right. So what did he do? Wegg gave them individual graves, but all together and in a line, uh, like a horizontal line, sort of like a family plot kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Um, because... As a family, they needed to be together still, but, you know, one one large grave for all four of them seemed uh, disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I personally don't know the names of any gnomish deities, mm-hmm. but Wegg, in his, you know, decade plus of being a wandering grave digger... Uh, has likely picked up some things. Um, and his knowledge of that, he probably would, uh, if if he knows uh, whatever gnomish deity is in charge of death, or uh, if he doesn't know that one, just whatever gnomish deity he does know, he would ask them to relay a message to the gnomish deity of death for him. Okay. Uh, and, and basically just gave them, like... Uh, Like, by proper gnomish burial, I don't think that Wegg knows of any specific customs of, like, oh, well, I'm supposed to anoint their foreheads with this oil first. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for Wegg, that more just means, like, uh, treating treating the bodies with respect and then communicating their deliverance to whichever deity is in charge of them. Hmm. Yeah, the the chief DD that you would know, and it's in fact the one I, I, as you were talking there, I was googling because I I really only know one, but thankfully it is. It's kind of like the the gnomish Zeus, if, mm. if that makes sense. Is mm-hmm. Garl Glittergold? Garl? Yeah, like Carl, but with a G. Okay. Garl Glittergold. Glittergold. Yeah. Um, okay. So this I, is, this is from this is from the Forgotten Realms wiki. So Garl Glittergold is kind of like all over D anD D. But uh, yeah, this is from the Forgotten Realms wiki. He was said to have discovered the first gnomes while exploring a cavern before telling them a joke and leading them into the world. <laughs> so if you want to so get a gnome I, on your side, yeah, I guess uh, it it worked out. Um, but yeah, so so I think that Weg would definitely know that deity, the kind of like. Key keystone deity for for gnomes. Okay. Well, I I relay all that to uh, my new halfling friend, and then also ask him his name because I realize I haven't done that yet. Uh, he says, well, "My name's Herbert." Herbert. Mm-hmm. It's a strong name. It was it was it was my pap's name. You can call me Weg. He says, "Yeah, I know." Oh, you do. I know that you said that before. Oh, I did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, he, uh, so he kind of like finishes pulling in his line, I guess, mm-hmm. pulls it in and he kind of walks a little bit over to you and, uh, you know, he kind of crosses that distance and he's kind of, he kind of lowers his voice a little bit and he says, look, I, I know you were, you were one of them out there and, you know, I appreciate you, you, uh, burying that poor Dumb family. Gosh, they were dumb. <laughs> Dumbest people you ever met in your whole life. <laughs> uh, but I just, gosh, could didn't know assholes from elbows. Not a one of them. Oh my goodness. Um, well, I, I, uh, as part of this uh, adventuring crew, I, I unfortunately do come across many people who are in uh, dire straits, and while I could not help them to. The full benefit that I had uh, originally hoped, at least I was able to give them some. It's where you're, it's like, it's an adjacent word to being proud. Something in death. Oh, God. Requiescat. 
in pace. <laughs> yeah, that's it. At least I was able to give them some requiescat in pace <laughs> in death. <laughs> I like the idea of Wang saying that and, and that just being like a thing he's heard. <laughs> um, but, but so so yeah, so the half line, he kind of his voice is still lowered, and he says, um, he says, "Listen, was they, was they?" Look, they're saying in town something weird happened out there. Were were them gnomes, those poor dumb gnomes? Were they transformed in some way? You know what I'm saying? Were they? And he and he kind of he like he like makes this gesture where it looks like his head's getting bigger or something. You know, I don't know. <laughs> like he he doesn't quite know what he's gesturing at here. Right. Where he's like um, doing that, and he's like he, he like it's kind of like um kind of like bending over. And he's like flexing his arms. He's like, you know, was they something happened to him? They look all weird. Wegg's gonna try and lie to this man. Okay. Um, uh, give me a deception check then. Okay. So that's a nine. Okay. That um, doesn't work. You that do doesn't not, work. You don't uh, deceive this man. All yeah. right. So so Wegg, uh, Wegg says uh, Wegg tried to say that uh, when they found them, they were already deceased and. Uh, they just looked like they had been attacked by something. Mm-hmm. And so he doesn't buy that. He says, look, well, I've, I've seen, I've seen Gina. So I saw her, they put a, they put a big old blanket on her and they took her through town this morning, three o'clock in the morning. I was up, I was up reading my mysteries. Mm. I don't know why he has a Southern accent right now, but he says, <laughs> I was up reading my mysteries. And Most halflings do come from the South. That you know what? That's true. <laughs> we should we should maybe okay. We'll we'll put that in the firmament of the campaign. Okay, I'll get more uh, specific about that. But uh, he says, you know, I was up, I was reading my my warlock Holmes. <laughs> oh, I love him. Oh, he's he's smart as hell. Uh, but uh, but we, you know, I saw her. She. She and he kind of does that thing again where he like bends over and he's like flexing his arms and he's like <laughs> making his head real big for some reason. It's like I've seen that. Do you you know what happened out there? What, what do you think about that? Well, I think it was a tragedy. Um, and I suppose if you've uh, seen, I suppose if you've seen the state that Gina is in, then uh, you know that there was some nefarious sorcery involved uh i don't know wegg first like wegg feels wegg is uncomfortable with this prying mm-hmm. and doesn't uh like doesn't want to be the source of you know r- gossip and hearsay mm-hmm. right but he also is too nice to say that i think mm. um so well so weg's gonna try and dodge the question and by by just being non-specific and saying yes there was some sorcery involved and unfortunately the gnomes were also victims of of uh the wizard who had uh corrupted the tower hmm um, so he kind of, he takes another two steps. So he's pretty close. He's like within eight feet or so of you now. Okay. He takes like two steps and says, listen, he says, what I want to know is can I, can I, can I trust that monster? Gina? Is she going, is she going to eat my kid? That's oh, what good. I want to know. And he, oh, he kind of like puts his, you know, his pole on the ground and kind of mm-hmm. like makes like a noise, like a you know yeah he's like listen you, you know you come back you don't look all weird but you you smell terrible you smell like the dead <laughs> something must have happened to you too oh this no this is uh, uh this is just like this uh as uh as for gina though you you have no reason to fear her what happened to her was beyond her control and she is on the inside still the same person that you have known i'm going to presume for some time uh, but yes, she is. She Gina looks different now, but she is still the same person. She would not, uh, she would not harm your children now any more than she would have before this tragedy befell her. Hmm. 
okay and he kind of like nods his head and he doesn't doesn't really say anything one way or the other and he kind of uh you know he picks up his tackle box and he walks back toward the town have a good day friend he he kind of he he uh grabs a straw hat and he kind of uh top hats it up in the air like hello my honey (laughs) like that kind of thing well wag uh Wag's gonna stay there, I think. Alright. I, I don't think he's gonna follow him or go anywhere else. I think he's just gonna keep kicking in the water and thinking. Okay, and that was Weg. I think that was something really cool. So here now is Silverleaf. It's the day after you got back from the tower. You got back to the town. You got back to Easting. It was about midnight last night. You went to the old old. Um, you know, Charlie was awake this time. Gave you a little 10-4 as you made your way up to the room. It's now the next morning. You just saw Weg go outdoors and wander down by the river. Um, what is Silverleaf? What is Silverleaf all about today? Um... I think the thing that is unresolved for Silverleaf is, uh, what is we? I mean, we we you know we we encountered a wizard, right? Indeed. Uh, and uh, though, it and like let's I I I'm not sure if we should you know pull the curtain back too much for the listeners, but I think like on on. On Silverleaf's character sheet, the weird wizard appears, but uh, mm-hmm. he does not consider himself to be one, um, and certainly wouldn't ever do anything like, uh, I don't know, just like like build a weird tentacle portal to a hell dimension um, and mess with any of that. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, get your friends stuck yeah. in there. Um, so, yeah, I think that he is... Uh, he is alarmed. He is shocked. He is uh, he is wondering, kind of like what what is what is this uh, that we just encountered the day before? This is like this is pretty big trouble. Um, and uh, he wants to learn more learn more about wizards and where they came from and what he can do to to just get to get rid of them. Uh, so I guess is does Silverleaf see a a similarity or resonance between the wizard that he saw before and, and himself. Like why? I mean, obviously what he saw was alarming mm-hmm. generally, right? Just yeah. like <laughs> blanket statement. That's alarming. But you know, I guess I'm just, I'm, I'm just wondering, you know, to your mind is Silverleaf concerned that what he does is too much like what he saw that other wizard do, or is he just generally concerned? I think he's generally concerned. I think it's like what it, this this was a this was a creature that was like slashing at his companions with like weird claws and like jumped out of a window. He under, Silverleaf understands that like what he does is magic and I'm sure that, that you know there's I'm not trying to like box you into a corner like this is only what wizards can be and there's no magic no, no, no. other in this world other than yeah, like yeah. what that guy was doing but uh yeah, I th- I think he's just generally alarmed at like this like very what what is this thing he has never seen anything like this before and it's terrifying to him so mm-hmm. okay um so how does how do you want to handle that i mean i guess there's a few different things that come to my mind right he could yeah. try to just talk to other people about wizardry he could go back to the tower i mean you know to my mind this kind of um time in between sessions here that, that we're doing this um 
this little recording in. This is probably like a week or two weeks of okay. like downtime, quote unquote. So if you wanted to go back to the tower, you could go back to the tower or, you know, do some third thing that that, that I, I haven't would, thought of immediately. Yeah. I mean, I would want to go back. I think I want to go back to the tower, definitely. Sure. So um, Silverleaf, you know, kind of making up his mind that he wants to go. He um, maybe goes and gets some supplies for a couple days. So, yeah. you know, gets some more rations, maybe gets a, little, a, a second bindle for additional stuff. Fishing pole. Um, fishing pole. Very, you know, so I just had a, I, I did the recording session for people to know I, the episode. I think I'll just probably put them in order mm-hmm. in this like bonus episode or whatever it is. But uh, I did one with Jordo and we had a long conversation about are there fishing poles with rods and reels? In the Forgotten Realms, like a reel, like with gears and stuff in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, what is what is the verdict? I'm happy to go with whatever. We we didn't really know. I I asserted that it would be very heavy and big. Oh okay. Well, I if know. I recall last time on the boat, Silverleaf just tied a string to his toe. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so it's just a stick. He like yeah. like pays too much money for a stick. <laughs> um, from from uh, old old uh, Charlie here, Charlie yeah. Backhand. Okay, so yeah, get your stuff and you head south. Um, you take the same forest road. You pass the same kind of stuff that that you saw before. You see the area where stuff got in a fight. You mm-hmm. thought. Um, you make your way back to the farmland. You take the forest or, or not the forest road, but like that farm road all the way to the second forest. And this time, but as you're getting kind of near the fork farm um, and the farm of the other farmer who, who lived there, um, you can actually now see to the south kind of on a raised hill in the forest. You know, you can see the very top. You can see because uh, it's only been you know a day and, and some hours, so you mm-hmm. can still see the smoking top of the um, of the Tower of Obalon sticking up out of the forest. So uh, presumably, if things had been on the up and up the last time that you'd been here, you would have been able to visually see it from this location. But it was but, hidden by waves of wizard magic. Yeah, some sort yeah. of wizardy kind of stuff. And so you get um, back on the same path that you took. You know, you're able to retrace your steps um, from the Fork Farm all the way back to the um, back to the Tower of Obalon. And now you're here back at the bottom of the hill, looking up a few hundred yards away from the tower. It's smoking a little bit, um, but there was a light rain last night that mm-hmm. mostly put it out. And uh, if there's anything, it's, it's, you know, just things smoldering at this point. There's not an active fire. You do see at the bottom of the hill, kind of over to your left as you're facing the tower, you see four very large graves Mm -hmm. that are uh, big squares, and they're all in a row. Um, And you you presume that this is where Wegg buried the family, Mm -hmm. um, the Fork family. Right, I remember that uh, he kind of uh, stayed behind to do his his business. It's very surprising how much earth that little guy can move. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, it's his profession. It is his profession. Um, You know, if you're going to do the job, you got to be good at it. Yeah, he gets that proficiency bonus for sure. (laughs) Um, uh, Yeah, so I I think, um, you know... So, so like the being that the graves haven't been disturbed, or I, I think Silverleaf feels pretty safe to sort of uh, head inside to the first floor. I think last time we were very much caught up with the like I don't recall anything being on the first floor except for yeah, one you of those really, I mean, yeah, you got some like information, but you didn't. I don't think any exploring. Uh, anything like that so the first the first floor of the tower now that you've got you know a little bit of time in front of you and you can Mm -hmm. look around um this this part of the tower seems the least affected as best as you can tell by the fire um it seems like uh kylie burning the the tower really was burning the top floor Mm -hmm. um uh, you know because the stone or the the floors in between each uh, tower layer; those are, are stone. Mm-hmm. Um, 
uh, it's big, thick. That remember, it was kind of this black rock that you weren't really familiar with. You didn't have a good sense of of you know, you weren't able to be like, oh, that's cut stone from you know wherever. Um, right. It didn't really look like something you were familiar with before. That's all to say, um, the bottom floor is a uh, it has a big drawing room. And that drawing room was like kind of full of trash and different things like that. This is where you saw in the middle of the the room, that's where you saw the first golem. And then to the left is a uh, kitchen and the door is open. Someone searched, kind of really roughly looked into these rooms, I remember, Mm -hmm. uh, during the last session. So uh, on one side's a kitchen and on the other side appears to be like a storage room, Um, you know, where you might uh, store... Thing, like groundskeeping equipment, things like that, since okay. there's no out, you know, there are no additional buildings on the property. Um, sure. So uh, I want to... It seems, it seems like this is the most normal floor. I kind of want to look at... Uh, well, shoot. Let's, um, let's, look, let's look in the, the kitchen. Is, okay. the, is the food in here something that people would eat, or is it like... Wizard food. Um, <laughs> are there is there raw fish, right, or anything else? <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Um, you see here. Um, there's not a lot of like food around, right? This is mostly disused. It it looks like you know based on what you what the relief already knows about how Gina was the caretaker here. Mm-hmm. This mostly looks like a room that Gina would have used to either do like meal prep for herself when she was here. So you know, um I don't know how much information you got. I don't exactly remember, but uh retconning, you know, Paige kind of explains to you or explained to you uh, back when you met her first, that Gina would come out here for three or four days and do all of her groundskeeping work or whatever she needed to do, and then she would come back to town for two weeks. You know, it was that kind yeah. of thing. Um, and so this looks like one of the places where where uh, she would have just, like, done normal house kind of things. So, like, um, you see uh, some skins that from, like, rabbits that she had stripped off and then kept after she had done some hunting. Like, mm-hmm. that's in here. Um, you see some cured meat that's hanging up, um, and you see a couple, um, um, like supply packs, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so rations and things like that, that look like they're from different people. Like these don't appear to be one thing. So maybe this is somewhere that looted food was being taken for some amount of time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's not anything you would consider wizard food. But there's okay. also no fish. No so fish, yeah. Not human food either, or elf <laughs> food. Yeah. <laughs> um, what about the... Uh, so I do want to know what's in the supply closet, just a general overview, to get a okay. sense of the kind of work that she was doing. Is she just like trimming hedges and beating back brush and stuff? Or Yeah, so that's the first thing you see. You see um, the shears that Paige oh, told you about. Yeah, so you see those. They're there. There's basically like a... The the room is... It's pretty large. It's as big as the kitchen was, and so that's probably like uh, two meter... Or like three meters by two meters, something like that. So it's pretty big. Um, uh, and it... Uh, so it has a table. It's got that. There is a shovel here. Um, there is a whetstone. There's a couple knives. Um, there's a rake, like a like a big wooden rake. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so, so stuff like that that you would be able to use to, yeah, to, uh, cut grass, burn grass, things like that. Um, cut bushes down. There's like one of the knives is longer, like a machete yeah. on the other side of the room. There is like a small chest of drawers and then there is a rolled up, very thick bedroll. You know, this, this is closer to a bed than a bedroll. Okay. Um, so this is kind of the room that probably, um, Gina was staying in when she was here. Got it. So this is, it seems like we didn't get a lot of her backstory because she was uh, pissed that our god king burnt down her ancestral tower. Uh, but I guess taking care of it means like, like, uh, like grounds, groundskeeper, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, cool. So I think I've seen enough and I'm ready to head up to level two. Okay. Things get a little so- weirder. Yeah, things do get a little bit weirder. Um, here, this is the the floor, if you remember, where w- when you come up the stairs to your right 
is, uh, you know, you're, you're looking at a hallway basically in front of you. And at the other end of the hallway is the other set of stairs leading up. Mm-hmm. Um, to your right, there is one door, you know, along the length of the wall. There's one door. Um, and that's the one that has all the blood kind of coming out of it and leading up to the second floor. And then there are two doors to your left, and those don't have blood. Okay. Com- coming out of them. Um, and, and here you can, like, um, the, you, it's smoky, it's kind of gross. You can see that there is a lot of, um, I don't even know what the word of it for it is, but when something burns and then you, like, try to wash it away with a hose that, like, you know, gross ash water. I don't yeah, even just know like what that would be. Sooty yeah. grossness. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, like, soot that had been wet and now mm-hmm. is, like, is, like, run down into this room, or, yeah, into this room hallway and then dried. And that's, mm-hmm. like, everywhere along the other side of the hall. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, let's, let's check out this uh, gingerly stepping around pools of blood if possible let's check out mm-hmm. the blood door okay so the the blood door is i don't i don't think it was silver leaf but someone uh when they were running out of the tower uh at the end of last toward the end of last session um this is where they found uh the child of the um right of the previous people i forget what her name was i did not write that down for some reason i just had it in my head um it's not clear but it was something like that um but so this is where uh, they found her underneath, I believe, an owl bear um, oh, corpse, God. a fresh owl bear corpse, just right? like she under, kind of, hit, just tucked under there. Yeah, she was like either hiding herself or or had been the owl bear had kind of been unceremoniously thrown on top of her. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, what you're seeing here, this is the first real look that someone is taking, uh, other than like frantic searching. You can see that there are several, you know, chest high tables in this room. Has has Silverleaf ever been like in a medical establishment before? Um, like in a field hospital or anything like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yes, he has. Okay, so he's been so alive this, for a long time. So I mean, you know what I mean. That he's he's seen yeah. a lot of things. Sure. Um. So yeah, this is what that looks like. Okay. Um, so it's like several beds. Um, and and uh, like waist high tables all around the room, and some of those have cutting supplies on them some of them have uh things like bone saws and stuff like that and this appears to be a room uh, so that's that's kind of uh three quarters of the room and then the other last side of the room or whatever the last quarter of the room is just piles of stuff um a lot of these are household items some of them are like equipment some of them are weapons um, some of them are, um, like camping gear and things like that. Uh, a lot of it looks like it's rotting clothing that maybe would have come off of a corpse from say a cemetery or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, jewelry, all kinds of stuff like that. And this is literally piled to the ceiling. It's just stuff, all kinds of different things, but everything else is dominated either by, um, like cutting utensils and things like that, uh, or rotting corpses of different types or things like the owlbear right okay Uh, more recently killed things some of these things are missing arms some of these things are missing half of their body i mean this is like a real resident evil looking ass room (laughs) wow um yeah we really kind of flew through here didn't we i guess we knew the evil was at the top usually in a tower that's where it is uh i believe on your way up you didn't even stop (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) like um because this because i i if i if i remember correctly gina was at the other end of this hall and so you were really involved in that first and foremost yeah i would like to search the piles of stuff and uh is there anything magical to take Okay. Um, let me look. Let me let me find you like a like a table. To roll oh yeah, on. I love I love okay? a table. Yeah, I do too. This is like the uh, exact appropriate moment to roll on a table. You want to give me a one to one hundred here? Yeah, you got it. I got a twenty-one. You find? What kind of weapon does um, Silverleaf carry? I forgot. He carries like a a staff. Okay. You know, a rod. Uh, yeah, I was just making sure. Um, so you find a staff of adornment. And you know this because it's not a super uncommon magical item. You don't even have to identify this. Oh, wow. Uh-uh. Um, 
you you recognize it has the right etchings on it. This is something that would be it literally is a common magical item. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, Silverleaf knows about etchings, that's for sure. It's true that that you know what that's exactly how you get there. You're like able. It's a particular type of like enchantment etching. Um, and you're very aware of it, use it all the time. I'll read you the description, um, yeah. even though you can find it in Beyond. Um, if you place an object weighing no more than one pound, such as a shard of crystal, an egg, or a stone, above the tip of the staff while holding it, the object floats an inch from the staff's tip and remains there until it is removed or until the staff is no longer in your possession. The staff can have up to three such objects floating over its tip at any given time, while holding the staff, you can make one or more of the objects slowly spin or turn in place. There you go. Cool. So now I just have to find some uh, uh, disco balls. Uh, you can put a disco ball there. You could, you could probably put a fish there. I, I could put a fish there. Um, it seems like it's a good item for if you want to uh, quaff a potion very quickly and you don't want to get it out of your bag, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh-huh. Probably a good thing you could, uh, if someone were, uh, say, on a cliff above you, about mm-hmm. six feet, you could put something in your staff and then hold it up to them. Oh right, <laughs> it's like the uh, it's like that little uh, that little like handy claw that you can like use to like pick <laughs> <Yes>. up garbage, <laughs> <laughs> yes. like things that fall behind your couch. The gopher, yeah, yeah, yeah. You could do that. Okay, uh, but yeah, that's what you find. Um, Everything else is just random normal stuff. So if you have ideas for like things you would like to find there, you're I'm more than happy to let you find things there. If you like want to find a candlestick or something like that. Um I think some marbles. This is good. Well, unless I can find another staff that weighs less than a pound so that I can adorn <laughs> my staff with another staff. <laughs> no, that, that's not there. Okay. Um No, Silverleaf is uh he 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 uh, he searches through the pile and and pulls out one his one thing that he's good and he's like this is what I do when I go to a flea market I find my one thing and then I'm I'm good uh, okay so great I want to see what's in those other two rooms on this floor okay so you go to the um, we'll just say like if you're looking. Say you're back at the beginning of the hallway, the closest one to the exit. Mm-hmm. Um, so you go in that room, and it is, uh, you easily recognize it. It's an alchemy lab. Um, this room probably was not used for a very long time, and, and you're assuming it was probably locked until very recently, because mm-hmm. everything in it is covered in a thick, thick layer of dust, except for, um, there's kind of a, a, a small you know, maybe waist high bookshelf on one one wall, and several volumes from that bookshelf had been taken out. Um, and so, and a lot of them look like they'd been kind of shuffled around or something like that. So that part of it has been used quite a bit, um, but the rest of it has not. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, what uh, it hasn't been used? I guess that that's because this person was doing some like weird. Uh, galimetry and not at all any alchemy. Um, yeah, you. I mean, you remember from uh, the top floor that there was like a smaller version of an alchemy lab up mm-hmm. there, um, and that there were, if you remember, there was like another small library there, and then a whole lot of books though on that table. Yeah, um, and and kind of strewn around the room. So, yeah, yeah, galimetry. Galimetry. <laughs> Is there anything? Well, I, I mean, I saw, yeah, I saw, I saw before up, up, up top that, that it was like a bunch of books on, on making golems and not, not anything about, uh, so if I, if I were to, the reason I'm saying is if I was going to search this, this bookshelf to be like, is anything notable missing? It would have just been the stuff that I already looked at. So, yeah. Uh, what is, uh, I think. I, I, I'm looking for, uh, are there signs of the, the wizard's living quarters himself? It seems like this is a lab, so maybe, maybe no. I, I guess I, what I want to know is, like, I don't trust that his, the wizard's story was true. Um, okay. And I, I think that, you know, he might have been a little mm-hmm. mad, and I'm looking for, like, uh, uh, you know, just information about 
his or its origins um and like you know where it might go uh if it were fleeing because it seems like something that needs to be tracked down and eradicated i see um so give me a investigation check though okay you're you're i'm taking this as like you're looking for the truth in this room basically yes in whatever form that takes um i rolled quite poorly um an eight okay um (laughs) hmm what you what you find so you kind of look you're looking at the alchemy supplies and you know i think I think if there's one thing Silverleaf definitely doesn't know much about, it's alchemy. Right. Um, and so not able to really discern anything from either the supplies or the type of alchemy stuff that's here, anything like that. So, you know, I don't, you know, I think there's a world in, in which if Silverleaf knew more about this, that he could be like, is this golemy kind of stuff? Mm-hmm. Did, did, is the wizard who lived here a golem kind of guy? But you can't figure that out. Okay. Um you do find, uh, just kind of looking through carefully all of the, the books on the bookshelf, you find a, a very slim volume that is handwritten and appears to be a diary. Um, you can't read it. It is written in some sort of code or something like that. Okay. Um, but this does seem to be, if you're looking for like the truth of the tower or information about the tower, you know, everything else looks to be either a mass-produced volume of some sort or a instructional volume this is one of the few books that look to be not an instructional volume this, this appears to just be some someone who has written in a book okay um and you know this is maybe 20 pages or something very very slim maybe i volume. can um maybe i can decode it uh over time uh or maybe i can like go well i don't have um no i don't uh Maybe I can find somebody in the next town if there's a a magic user there, not a wizard, but you know what I mean, um, who mm-hmm. has like the re- access to to like read languages or something. Um, sure. Cool. Yeah, I'll definitely pocket that, and I want to see what's in this final room on this floor. You go to the second room, and you open it up. Um, it actually gives you quite a bit of trouble trying to open it up. This this was not locked, but um, no one is going in this room, basically. Um, you know, it feels like the hinges need to be well-oiled at this point. So you kind of, and you kind of have to put your shoulder into it, but you get it open. Um, and the only thing in here um, is a uh, an eight-foot-tall, mostly rusted knight statue with a uh uh like a full body kite shield you know a big triangle or yeah triang- yeah triangular kind of half heart half triangle shield mm-hmm. that is uh has a light layer of dust over it um but that's it huh um it's standing upright standing upright yeah. is it on a stand or is it just like standing free um it uh, uh it looks like it's standing free, but you don't know how it would be standing up if not internally supported somehow. Okay. Um, does, does that make sense? Yeah, this this makes sense. I'm this is uh Is it dusty or is it uh is it I mean is it covered in dust like everything in the other room or This has less dust on it. Okay. But still covered in dust, yeah. Okay, I'm I'm very wary because uh, you know if this person if this wizard was like animating things, uh, well actually I don't know does does Silverleaf know what animated armor is like? Can I roll to? Yeah, give me an Arcana check. See if I if he knows that because otherwise he's just you know this could happen. Okay, yeah, he rolled a seventeen or I rolled a seventeen. Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean Silverleaf knows what animated armor is. Okay. Um, with, with a 17, he would probably know that, you know, there's a, um, there's an, there's often, if this thing is not attacking you already, mm-hmm. if this were animated armor, then, um, it's because some sort of trigger has not happened. Okay. You, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. they have a context and a use. Yeah. Is there a, is, this is the only thing in this room? The only thing in the room. There's some kind of tapestries on the wall. 
uh, mostly decorative tapestry. So, you know, one looks like a, um, you know, like an idyllic forest scene. One looks like a, um, like a, a harvest scene, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. I'm going to, I'm going to, I want to take a closer look at this, uh, this, this armor and see what is, uh, what's supporting it. And, uh, you know, okay. if it's, if there's anything in it, if there's like a skeleton in it, mm. if it's are alive. Are you, are you doing this kind of cautiously? I am doing it cautiously. I'm going to like prod at it with my staff to see if it like attacks or, you know, okay. but I will like step into the room. Right. Um, yeah. Um, okay. So you kind of walk over there. It's not. It's not very far away from you. It's a, you know, maybe a dozen feet. And uh, you walk close to it. You got your staff out. You know, that's what, five, six feet long. And you kind of mm-hmm. poke at it. And it kind of rocks back a little bit. Um, and you can see that there's kind of a central supporting stand that oh. is running up through the legs and into the into the body. Okay. Like, if you pushed it really hard, it would fall over. But it's, it's weighted at the bottom. Okay. Um... And again, it's it's you know kind of eight feet tall, really tall, but um, has a um, this big massive shield. Hey, let me get a closer look at the shield. Is there anything inscribed on it? Is there a picture on the front? Is there an engraving on the back? No, it's covered in a very light, um, you know, very light covering of dust and you get the feeling that if you wiped it with your hand right it would be almost like a mirror you'd be able to look right into it oh wow i'm gonna i'm gonna uh i don't know what i'm gonna do i wish someone else silverleaf wishes someone else were here that they could be like (laughs) hey (laughs) wipe that statue down um Mm -hmm. i don't wanna i i don't i don't think silverleaf would push it over i think that's more of a kylie move is there any? Are there any windows in this room? Can I move uh, any of the tapestries to like open? Like, there's like a porthole behind it or something. I'm thinking like Indiana oh. Jones. You know what I mean? Like. Oh yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, I mean there is a uh, there is a window. It's okay. not covered currently. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's. I mean, let's wipe it down and see if if the sunlight coming in shines on anything or if. Maybe it's the wrong time of year for that sort of thing. Okay, so you take your hand and you, do you are you like putting a cloth or something? You know, I'm just yeah, trying I'll to get a sense of how how much you're wiping at one time here. Just like a sleeve worth, you know, oh, forearm okay. worth. All right, so yeah, you kind of do that, and as you're doing it, you can see that it is highly, highly reflective. And as your arm moves in front of your face, you get a extremely good look at yourself. Wow. Um. Give me a wisdom saving throw. Eight. Yikes. What what does the orc's face look like? Oh man. Um <clears throat> The orc's face uh is a uh it's it's like a fish. Um it has a large uh maw where it's uh where its mouth should be on the lower half um and it's like uh it's got sort of a lamprey like set of teeth like rose um and uh, but big big eyes um and also ears like an elf yeah okay so as you're doing this you feel a shock come through your body like like a full body convulsion Mm -hmm. you see that face in the mirror right in front of you you feel your face silverleaf contorting changing morphing and the orc the full orc image that you just gave me all that appears in front of you and then it flips back and it's your face that you're looking at except the entirety of your bottom no, in fact, all of your mouth, it, you've got that lamprey mouth. You've got those lamprey teeth. Oh, so goodness. sharp, jagged rows. Instead of like, you know, individually, you know, segmented teeth like you would think of teeth, mm-hmm. you've got this row of razor sharp um, needle teeth that, you know, it's kind of unclear where one begins and one, where one ends. And you can use your mouth just fine. It doesn't feel all that different, but it it looks different. Um, 
Well, this is obviously horrifying. Uh, Silverleaf, uh, kind of like, I'm a, he he definitely runs out of the room, um, and uh, I I don't know. I think this is uh, this is this is this is quite a strain for him. He's like he's feeling in his mouth. Um, he is uh, like kind of just like pulling at it and and uh yeah i don't i don't know i think this is a this is a lot for him um yeah shout out to uh mike rignetta on twitter that's uh that's a mike rignetta idea <laughs> or at least in the but, first half this tra- <laughs> yeah. um the, the the shield trap um mm-hmm. uh is there um it's not going away i just have a lamprey mouth now <laughs> you you current you are cursed I'm cursed. Yeah, it's okay. a curse. Um, we're gonna say that you, uh, short of th- this, is all Silverleaf can think of, right? It's gotta be a curse. It's gotta be a curse. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. So, um, Silverleaf is gonna run back into the uh, the room with all of the stuff in it and like look for something, some sort of thing that he could cover his face with, mm. um, like a bandana or something. Yeah, you um, find a bandana. What's what's the what are the colors on the bandana? Um uh blue and blue and gold. Okay. Um and uh yeah, I'm just going to I can't I can't be walking around town with a with a damn lamprey mouth. Um okay, can sure. I t- can, can I talk or do I just make like a like a sound? Everything every, it's it's it is visual. Okay. For the most part, right? So, right. yeah, you can talk. Everything's working normal. You know, it, it's um, it's as if it was always this way. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So, like, you're not biting your tongue or anything like that. Well, Silverleaf is is terrified that uh, the transformation has begun. Um, all of his greatest fears are coming to fruition. I think uh, he wants to know. It seems like wizard magic has cursed him this way. Um, and mm-hmm. so if any, if there's anything that he can find to like, I mean, I know I have the diary, but to, to like lead him to, to the, to this wizard who might be able to undo it. Or maybe if you, if, if killed will, will undo the curse. Um, I want to see, sure. is there anything else on the, on the third floor? Or you're on the second floor right now. Stop. Yeah. I, sorry. I know. Uh, oh, okay. Oh, so you want to go up to the third floor. I would like to go up to the third floor and see if anything remains after the okay. fire that's what i mean so yeah so you go up and the um the roof is burned through and so there you know you're walking up to the third floor and you're looking at sky mm-hmm. you know there there's see a big old cumulus cloud up there it's um probably like three o'clock so the sun you can see the sun pretty mm-hmm. pretty big and blazing up there um everything is burned uh i mean kylie did a great job um you know all the books are gone remember the the at least one of the tables the big central table it was an illusion there was uh, a lot of like saws and and different things like um um they were operating on all these like pieces of corpses and things like that here Mm -hmm. presumably to make the portal um and so all of that kind of stuff is destroyed what what in particular are you looking for i mean are you looking for leftover books are you looking for identifying I, you know, I'm just curious yeah. about what what Silverleaf thinks would be the thing that leads him on. I think I'm looking for uh, like a map or you know any any notes that are like scribbled down about where ingredients have been sourced from. Uh, hmm. You know, like if 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 this if this uh, this wizard is like, oh, I got sheep's bane from this area, and like you know, uh, so I think I'm searching for scraps of notes to see if there's any indication of where the wizard might have uh, escaped to that that's what Silverleaf does here so you spend maybe 15 20 minutes just very carefully walking through everything kind of if there's piles of burned books kind of pushing them over you know mm-hmm. they're they receive both water and um, fire damage at this point so you know, it's kind of hard to flip through them um, but yeah, basically everything is destroyed. The thing that you do find that, that you find helpful is a, um, is a piece of tin that looks like it might have been from a shipping crate or something of the sort. Uh, you know, this might be something that was nailed to a larger either crate or wagon maybe or something like that. 
mm-hmm. and it has a trade symbol on it. Uh, you remember, uh, you know, we were talking about the Burdusk bricks, right? That Jimmy right. Iron Bow was was having his, I think, his face imprinted on those bricks. So people knew that they were coming from Burdusk, and there was, of course, uh, you know, the the fist symbol coming from Baldur's Gate. So you knew where those bricks were coming from. Um, this is you're not quite sure what the product is, but this is a tradesman's signature or a, a trades group signature, and you're not familiar with it, but it is a snake wrapped around in a in a spiral and okay it's, and it's pressed in tin pressed in um, tin i'm gonna take that that seems very useful and you know who's gonna know about this is uh the uh the tavern the tavern keeper who probably sees a lot of this come through um yeah i think or you know t- traders come through his uh his like his the old old right um, yeah. so I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna peace out from the, the, the tower and head okay. back to the village and see what this tavern keeper tells me. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to, this is it. This is the end. I think <gasps> that'll be a really great thing to yeah. begin the next group session with. Sounds good to me. Um, I think it'll be a good little piece of, piece of info. Hope you enjoyed that. We got two more of these coming along. We have Kylie and then we have Tess. Those are both also very different from these two. So I think you're going to enjoy those. If you like listening to the show, you can back us on Patreon and go down to the description below this episode. Click the Patreon link. You can get there. You can also just go to rangetouch.com. You can find all the Patreon information as well as all of our other shows there. And you can follow us on Range Touch. You can follow us on Twitter at Range Touch in order to get all of these updates in real time. Um, if you like the show, please send it around. We don't spend any money on advertising, so word of mouth really gets us somewhere. If you like it, tell one person about it. I promise that that will do a whole lot for us. I'll see you next episode.